Welcome to the Daily Texan Backbeat. I'm Chris Duncan. And I'm Sean Cronin. This week we have a lot of juicy, juicy Grammy drama for you guys. We're going to jump right into that one. And then we'll be taking a look at Spinal Tap's new lawsuit. Uh, new lawsuit. You act <laughs> like it's a new release or something. <laughs> new. Well, I mean, it's the latest celebrity lawsuit anyway, yeah. Chris. Uh, in the news, we'll also be looking at uh, Migos. They, they're in the news because they have uh, been dissing gay people, question yeah. mark? Yeah, there's, there's some... There's some shade on that one. Anyway, we're going to review Lupe Fiasco's new album titled Drogas Light. That's D-R-O-G-A-S, all capitals. And then Light, O being uppercase, the I-G-H-T being lowercase, in case you're curious. Thank you, sir. Uh, and then we'll be for our topic today, we're going to be going back to the Grammys, just because there's so much to be covered on that topic. So listen in, guys. So the Grammys were last night. We're recording this on Monday the 13th. They were the 12th, being Sunday. And uh, Sean, did you tune in? No, Chris, I did not. And this was actually my first time not tuning in in some time. I've been watching since late middle school through high school. I, I always tuned in through college, too. But this one, I just said. You no. just sat out here. I just sat out. Yeah. I, I didn't really watch either because at this point it's... It, We'll talk about this later, but we're going to talk a little bit about the results first. Um, okay. So <coughs> Adele actually won Album of the Year. I can't believe I'm saying that. In a category of one legitimate artist and uh, what? how many other people are in her category? Four? Just like total not real Look, musicians? Look, bottom line being, I kind of disagree with the Album of the Year thing. I mean, she has the th- she has the hat trick. She won a Grammy for every album she's put out. Oh, really? Which is great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, she's won a Grammy for something for nineteen twenty one, and now this one. So it's cool. I'm glad for her. It's going to be good for her career looking back when she has her VH1 special. But I don't think she represents the best music of the year. Certainly oh, certain best selling. Yes. Yes. Easily, I believe oh, she sold yeah. like twelve million copies. Every of soccer that mom sucker. in America is bumping this. Every right soccer now. mom's bumping oh, you her. Oh, know Adele. it, dude. And they get emotional and they talk about their husband problems. Yeah, and Sorry. it's. I mean, it's Don't an okay album. I. It, it was what you came to expect from Adele. Yeah, I mean, it was just it was an Adele al- album, and we've done it a few times. Yeah, it wasn't really an evolution in in many ways. She also won Record of the Year with her song, Hello. Yeah. And Song of the Year with her song, Hello. So she wiped the top three categories right there. I know. Kind of ridiculous when you have, I mean, Beyonce and Album of the Year. Now, granted, they their nominees for Album of the Year were pretty crap. We had Beyonce's Lemonade, Justin Bieber's Purpose, No Way in Heck He Would Win, yeah. Drake's Views, No Way He Would Win, and then Sergio Simpson's A Sailor's Guide to Earth. Actually, good album. I like it, but No Way He Would Win. Yeah. I mean, Views was huge, and shout out to everyone who listens that um, disagrees with our point on Views. But anybody who still thinks Views is a good album is living in a fantasy world. Okay. That's all I'm saying. I know some people that are going to be sad about that. I don't that. care. I okay. don't care. All right. That's okay with me, then. <laughs> um, best new artist, actually, Chance the Rapper won. She's not really a new artist. Uh, I, I find it weird how they classify new. But oh, the industry's clawing at him, man. They want him so bad. They want him yeah. attached to every. They want him in the system. Yeah, and he he's kind of. I mean, he's a. I imagine he's a nice guy. Uh, so he's very 
Like when he wins these awards, he's obviously thankful. And he was the guy who pushed to get the Grammys to even accept independent artists, ones who weren't on a label. Absolutely. And the the public had such a positive reception to that that the Grammys are like, well, we want this good publicity, so we're going to go after the guy who gave us it in the first place. But, uh, you know, bottom line with the whole Grammy thing, before we dive into it later, is uh, it just doesn't represent what's really going on. Yeah, not not at all. I mean, you have Willie Nelson's won a Grammy this year for his best traditional pop vocal album. Yeah, it's, uh, it's almost like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame thing. It's but anyway, okay, yeah. let's, uh, let's talk about the Spinal Tap lawsuit. Uh, for those of you who don't know what Spinal Tap is, uh, it's a fictional band who are the, the subjects of the film This Is Spinal Tap. Uh, it's four guys who are just in a band that's you know super ridiculous. It's supposed to be a mockumentary, all that fun stuff. And then Rob Reiner actually wrote and uh, directed the film. And he also directed the, the documentary. He was one of the characters. But uh, So uh, this the film was kind of successful when it was released, not super, but then over the years it garnered a lot of acclaim and then it was eventually re-released and it started selling a lot of merchandise so it, it's cult it's classic it yeah. means a lot to like music nerds like me that have seen it and i think even there's there's every music documentary even like mentions it because it was such an important uh descriptor or it, w- it was kind of a moment where yeah it was a gauge for the rock feeling. got slapped in the face and they're like what are we doing mm-hmm. you know the death of rock was coming up pop music was soaring and Anyway, so they're getting sued because... This the company that uh, owns the rights to Spinal Tap is getting sued. Yes. Uh, they're called Vivendi SA. Uh, they're getting sued for $400 million. Yeah. Just Why? Because over <laughs> the course of, of their ownership of the Spinal Tap uh, brand, they have only paid out $81 in merchandise... And I think like ninety dollars for the music sales. Yeah, and they claim a to- they only paid out a total of like ninety something dollars total for merchandise since nineteen eighty four to two thousand six. Uh, so that's what a, th- a twenty plus year period. It's also just unbelievable because that's eight people. Yeah, that's <laughs> <laughs> that's that's eight t shirts, and that's right optimistic. There. That could be like <laughs> one guy who bought eight t shirts. Yeah, know? and when they signed the contracts, according to the lawsuit, they stipulated that they would get a heavy share of the merchandise. It does beg the question why they've been sitting on this lawsuit for so long. It's been in the in the mix for a while, uh, from what I've from what I remember, uh, but I, I guess they're finally coming out now because they can get four hundred million dollars. They're probably. They're probably going to settle. Let's be honest, but um, but that it, high, yeah, high that high number that settlement pretty if, sweet. If the five of them win two hundred million dollars, the more the merrier, you know. We're also going to talk quickly about Migos. We reviewed their album recently, Culture. Uh, Sean and I weren't huge fans, if we're being honest, but uh, one of the members of Migos was actually in the news recently. Uh, and he he was speaking of I Love McConan, an Atlanta rapper who came out as gay last month. Uh, Offset, the one of the three members of Migos, said that um, people supported him because the world is fucked up and uh, the world is not right. And then Quavo, one of the other members, suggested that uh, his homosexuality undermines his credibility. <laughs> so this is basically a PR nightmare for them. Yeah, you know... it. 
Yeah, it's one of those things where I think they were just leaning too hard one day, and then someone put a microphone in front of them, and they just started saying stuff. Yeah. Because this makes no sense. And also, especially when you look at how perfectly they're, uh, like, that tweet, which is, like, what a screen grab of a notes, someone's yeah, somebody's notes. iPhone notes, yeah. and you know a publicist wrote that. <laughs> exactly, because yeah. it's so clean, and you look at their Twitters, and they're like, you know, yeah. using their, their argument impro- improvisational English. Their argument here is that uh, they're saying the world is effed up because people have to hide their sexuality. Mm-hmm. That's um, same. Yeah, <laughs> and they go on to say mm-hmm. that they love all people, I'm gay or straight, or anywhere in between. So... Yeah. I mean, it's, it's beautiful. They actually, they they really covered this one up. This yeah. was like five hours after this broke news. They were just, <laughs> they were scrambling. On it like white on rice. Yeah, seriously. But I think the biggest theme of today's news is definitely lawsuits because Beyonce is also getting sued. Yep. She's getting sued over a sample in her song, Formation. Uh, apparently, she uses uh, the, the vocals, not vocals as in singing, but literally somebody talking of mm-hmm. a... A late YouTube star named Messy Maya. Um, she uses something. She says in the beginning of the song, you can hear her say, "What happened after New Orleans?" And "Bitch, I'm back" by popular demand. And apparently, that's worth um, two hundred million dollars. Actually, it's twenty million. Oh, excuse me. Yeah, yeah, I was close. Yeah, I think the suit specifically says that they're seeking more than tw- twenty million in back royalties and other damages. Because clearly, that has harmed her career. <laughs> I <laughs> mean, I, what it, it isn't nonsense. right that Beyonce should just go grab this and use it without permission. Yeah. Uh, but $20 million? $20 million. I get that Beyonce's worth half a billion dollars. That's one thing. But yeah, they know the that they can. I don't even know if the album made that much money. Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, don't. maybe from endorsements collectively she did, but and possibly with the accompanying tour. Well, the, the, the tour is another thing, but like sale. Well, I guess, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, still it, it's ridiculous and God, hate abuses of the legal system. Yeah. Anyway, we're gonna take a quick one eighty, and we're gonna talk about an album, specifically Lupe Fiasco's album Drogas Light. Drogas Light. It sounds like a really Drogas bad Light. beer. Yeah, it really does. Like, like you go to a frat party and they're like, "Yo, we got Drogas." Do you yeah. Drogas Light? I'm watching my I'm watching my waistline. Yeah. So the first song we have up today is gonna be made in the USA. So let's take a listen. This is not a good song. No, it is not. Uh. So <laughs> the gist of the song is. <laughs> the gist of the song is basically that uh, Lupe Fiasco is rapping about everything that is made in the USA. Uh, Chevrolet, apple pie, the KKK, everything, <laughs> you name All it. All that awesome shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just a bad song. Yeah. Uh, be I 100% mean, honest. And it has, Lupe Fiasco's been a conscious rapper in the past, and this this has a lot of trap influence in it. Mm-hmm. And it's starting to get to the point where Sean and I kind of start <laughs> going like, eh. it's, it's getting, it's kind of weird, right? Because initially I just hated listening to this music, but now it kind of makes me happy listening to it because sometimes it's just so weird and bad that it 
genuinely I, brings me joy. I think it's awesome. So maybe they're winning? I don't know. I think <laughs> people... See, the thing is, Lupe Fiasco is taking himself seriously on this one. And then it, and then and then it just kind of like dissolves because you're like, no, this kind of music is not meant to be serious music. It, it's supposed to be like broccoli, like Dram and Lil Yachty dancing around and singing about weed, you know? But at least, at least that gets me hype. True. If you're into hype... Made, Made in the, the USA. He's yeah. not making me feel real happy yeah. about being from the USA. And he tried to sprinkle in a few little conscious things in there, like the KKK thing. And then I think after he you know, he throws a little side cam on, comment on that's like, we don't even want them here or something like that. It's just, oh, gosh. I know, man. It's, it's rough. Anyway, we're yeah. going to listen to uh, another single off the album called Jump. So at this point, I'm starting to feel like, because I've listened to the rest of this album too, most of this album feels like it's just reusing the most popular hip-hop tropes of the past five years, and it's extremely, and, and but not well. <laughs> but not well. It's not the best version of each of those like famous beats. It's I like agree a watered down apple juice version. And it doesn't taste as good as apple juice. Yeah, yeah. it it just doesn't. I I it doesn't work. Jump. I I think the whole point of jump is they're kind of referencing you know like how in EDM or dance music when they're one two three jump you know like that thing, yeah. and everybody goes crazy. But like it doesn't. It doesn't translate. Like, this is going to be the song in a movie trailer for some... And with the quick cuts <laughs> and, like, the pan shots like that are National quick. National Lampoon-esque movie that just, I don't know, glorifies the frat scene or yeah. something like that. Like, like another Neighbors like movie. Really another Neighbors party. movie. Another Neighbors movie, but less funny because I kind of enjoyed Neighbors. But Yeah, neighbor, the first Neighbors is good. I never saw yeah. the second. But there's a bad version of that kind of movie, and that's... It's like a scary movie. Yeah, the first one was good, and then all goes downhill. This is in the trailer for the fifth one. Right, and in terms of turn up songs that are great, the intro to this album is sick. Oh, dopamine! Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, why isn't that in place of jump? Yeah, that would make me feel a whole lot better. It's an intro. NGL was actually kind of good. NGL was kind of good. The second song by uh, Ty Dolla Sign. Yeah, which really surprised me because I typically do not like Ty Dolla Sign. Yeah, if I'm being honest. So uh, if you're listening to this, do not listen to the songs we're telling you to listen to. <laughs> listen to every other song. Yep. Anyway, we're going to listen to the final tune. Well, not the, the final. final song that you should not listen to yeah. is "Pick Up the Phone." Here it is. This is the worst of the three. You say, really? Yes. I'm going to take a stance. Okay. I'm going to take a stance because imagine if you took like the moody, moody teen that is inside of Drake yeah. and, you know, that makes him whine about his girl going to CVS and not buying him a cookie or whatever it was. Uh-huh. And imagine you match that up with weak sauce Kanye with bad yes. beats. Yes, like 18-year-old Kanye. That's that. This is this is the essence mm-hmm. of the two bad sides of both of those artists. God, you read my mind. And there's no trade. There's no. I mean, there there are a few moments where you think, "Hey, Lupe Fiasco, I remember him. He's good." The rest of this album, utter caca. Yeah, true. 
And ironically, he actually reviewed this on his Twitter. He gave it a 7 out of 10. <laughs> uh, He's been really just pushing black artists, period. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's... I'm going too out of the way by saying that. Yeah, what do you mean by that? <laughs> oh, come on. Don't turn on me in here. Seriously. No, what do you, no, what do you no, mean by pushing like, black artists? Because like, uh, when he was, when he, he like retweeted a bunch of stuff from Migos and stuff and was like... Oh, oh He really promoting, emphasized promoting. the black culture component of the culture album and stuff. And gotcha. Like, it goes even further back than that, back when Frank Ocean released his album. Yeah. You're just saying he's promoting. Yeah, his gotcha. emphasis is always I, on the young said, black artists. You said pushing black artists. Yeah. And like, is he challenging them? What it's are you Shark Tank them? everywhere these days. Sean, final conclusions on this one? Um, I would say, thank God you don't have to pay for music anymore because you shouldn't <laughs> ever spend money on this. And uh, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Straight up. But we're going to talk about something probably even more shitty. Oh, really? Uh, debatable, but... <laughs> Well, yeah, okay. An institution that has soiled itself too many a time, the Grammy Awards. Yeah. Moreover than that, it's the Recording Academy. They own the Grammys. Yeah, so, Sean, you can give us a little insight on this, because you actually kind of, are you a member of the Recording Academy? I am a member, a voting member of the Recording Academy. So technically you can vote. Yeah, I can. I did not. Like, that should be an indicator of, the lack of significance that has like it's cool and i think people think it's a lot more important of a responsibility than uh, than it really is i like have the option to vote if i had voted would it really have changed the outcome not really are certain people's votes weighted compared to others it's more like we can vote it's basically like the electoral college system kind of interesting it, i mean we can win the popular but lose the like you know it's oh yeah okay okay so interesting. adele wins um they I never released the numbers. I don't think the, right. the population that is a member, like that demographic, I don't think would agree that Adele's album was the best album. I don't ever. know. A lot of record ex- execs want to. Well, wanna yeah, push but people like me is what I'm saying. But oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But how many people like you think at this point the Grammys are kind of? I don't. know. I, I would say they're at one of their lowest points in terms of yeah. the history of the grammy so wh- why would you somebody young like you go out well, i mean we should be justifying why we're saying it's bad but why would somebody like you go out and take the time to vote because maybe i thought that it was important to, to make that difference to have that one vote that was for the album that i thought was best or the artist that i thought was mm-hmm. new and breaking or whatever i feel like award shows as a whole are getting stale just because of the internet and there's so many different ways they could make them better and Frank Ocean actually phrased it quite well on his Tumblr. Uh, recently, uh, Frank Ocean, in case you didn't know, he actually won a couple Grammys back in 2013 for his album Channel Orange. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, he performed at the Grammys, too. And it was it was kind of a bad performance, to be honest. Frank Ocean's much better than that performance showed. And uh, he did not submit either of his albums, uh, Blonde or Endless, for Grammy consideration this year. And the two of the you know top producers in the Grammys uh, for CBS came out and they said it might be, or they, they said they thought he didn't submit or didn't want to participate in the ceremony at all because of that performance. And they had, uh, you know, art directional issues and technical issues and discrepancies and kind of arguments. And they thought it was that. And Frank Ocean just kind of roasted them on his Tumblr. Yeah. He's claiming that he took the high road with the whole thing, that if he really cared, he would be obsessed about redeeming himself at the performance. But He's just deciding, you know, in the same way that Chance has been extremely successful outside of the industry, 
structure and funding and all of that, he's going to be successful without the accolades that yeah. come on the ground. Frank Ocean is even more checked out than Chance the Rapper, though, because at least Chance the Rapper goes around and does press junkets and things like that. Frank yeah. Ocean just doesn't. Yeah. Doesn't. I'm... I'm <sighs> okay, so I'm... I'm happy that there are people like Frank Ocean that don't need a Grammy to feel successful. Mm-hmm. But I hope that in the coming years that that the Grammys kind of redeem themselves a- as the award that they should be. Mm-hmm. You know, because the I'm not going to lie, like, winning a Grammy is, like, the ultimate goal. It's like a recognition. That would be extremely it's really cool, awesome, I imagine. And I want it to be as awesome as it used to be. Yeah, and it, it used to be a big deal. It used to be like, wow, that guy won a Grammy. He's here. He's a, he's He or she has arrived. But, but also it, yes and no. They've also always been like this. Yeah, and it, it so it's I mean, like the dream, especially the with dream the whole last year. Last year was utter BS, which I think put a lot of black artists specifically over the edge when Kendrick Lamar lost. Uh, he he had to pimp a butterfly up, which is I think we can argue just a beast. Of one of the best albums of this decade so far, if not the best. The saber and it lost tiger among sheep. Yeah, and it lost to um, Taylor Swift's album. Yeah, which had some bangers, but <laughs> nowhere, nowhere near the listenability or the longevity of Kendrick Lamar's album. But I mean, I was gonna mention Macklemore. Uh, actually, just generally, it, it a lot of times a lot of artists just get pushed to the side, and it's and it's historically, unfortunately, it's been black performers often. Uh, I mean, Kendrick got shafted by Macklemore a couple times. Uh, Macklemore's album won uh, the best uh, rap album that year and best new artist over Kendrick. Uh, and I mean, look at Macklemore now. Yeah. Well, no. I found I, I know where Frank Ocean's just been in Tumblr though. Like I don't know why everyone just didn't know where he was. <laughs> just been on Tumblr. Yeah. Uh, Frank we Ocean all left Tumblr and he didn't come with us. Yeah. I use Tumblr still. Oh really? Yeah. Sometimes. Your blog. I doubt you will. Point is. Um, you know, I f- Sean, how do you think they can recover th- from this? Because I don't think the right way to recover and, r- you know, get their reputation back is to just aimlessly award uh, minorities for their music. You should award the best albums. No, I mean, sh- they should be taking objective looks at popularity, sales, mm-hmm. um, the stuff like downloads, streaming downloads and stuff. Like, they don't even have categories for that kind of stuff. Yeah, the RIAA and the Recording Institute and all that shit. Like they don't, they don't have rules for what's happening right now. They're way behind. They need, they need more rules. Yeah, and you know, a lot of these people they get nominated because they're popular artists. Like it, even let's say Drake's album, some people thought it was good and some people thought it was bad. I thought it was horrible. But let's say you look at that album, you say, okay, it had mixed reception. Why would that be nominated for album of the year? It makes no sense. I mean, when you have last year, a bunch of fantastic albums came out, ones that may not have been extremely commercially successful, uh, you know, that you know weren't necessarily the ones that were topping the charts, but you did have a lot of artists that came out with quality albums. And it's weird because film, I feel like film does a better job of recognizing album or work that may sell a little less, but is still artistically impressive absolutely well that's where the art is and the creativity is it's it's moved into those mediums that converge with other um art forms mm-hmm. i mean you have like david bowie he won uh, he won a few gr- three grammys i think for black star um did not win a single one when he was alive 
Uh, and so David Bowie did die to win a Grammy, apparently, even though he's True one statement. of the, he's one of the most influential artists of all time. True statement. Yep. Well, people, that's all I got for you. That's all I have as well. All right. Well, it's been real. Um, we'll see you next week yep. on the backbeat. Bye. This episode of the Daily Texan Backbeat was hosted by Sean Cronin and Chris Duncan and produced by Dalton Cheatham. Tune in next week on iTunes or SoundCloud.